This is Faith. And this is Anna. And you are listening to Let's Let's Just Go Go For One. One. just go for one this is faith this is anna um i had to kick it off with let music because first of all we've been on a real let music kick lately we really have been but also i wanted to shout out our girl alex magna who just performed in the latin amas she was in like seven dances but oh my gosh one of was one of which was with pitbull oh god so we're jumping right into this episode for the first time. I think this will be the least we ever talk about television for in like seven podcast episodes. Correct. Yeah. This is actually we're throwing it back to like an all wait what episode. Uh-huh. But this kicks me directly into our first wait what. Oh, go ahead. And, and it involves you. Mm-hmm. Was that, you know, Alex <clears throat> had told me she's dancing the Latin AMAs. This is she's done this numerous times. So when she told me, and I we are like family, I don't want her to get in trouble with NDAs or anything, mm-hmm. that she was going to be dancing with Pitbull, I was like, oh my gosh, Alex, you have to FaceTime Anna when you're with Pitbull. Like, you have to do this. So I was like, listen, I will owe you for eternity. Like, this is like, she needs to meet Mr. Worldwide. Like, she loves Pitbull. Like, this has to happen. Uh-huh. And she's like, I feel like that's a direct violation of the of FDA. every <laughs> single thing that she's got to sign. That says it. She would lose her job and every job. She'd be so red flagged. Oh, my God. Don't do it. This girl FaceTimes her friends. And so she's with the celebrity. <laughs> I really tried to make it happen for you. No, I do appreciate. I mean, if I can't get commitment. Chris Evans, I was like right under that is like Pitbull. 
And then yeah. I was like, listen, we have some podcast money. We can bail you out. <laughs> we can fix this. We'll pay the NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Could you imagine if you got a FaceTime? Number one, I wouldn't answer it because I'd assume that it was an accident. Because when your name (laughs) begins with an A, people always accidentally call or FaceTime you. That is true. Yeah. You've also been on the FaceTime kick lately or the accidental video calling. Oh, my God. I cannot stop doing it on Instagram. Well, what's really funny is like I love video calling people. Yeah, I hate it. So every time it comes up, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm like no, this is definitely a mistake. And I was like, <laughs> let me see how many rings it is. And then it's almost like immediately done. I'm like, oh, I guess. It, yeah, that was a mistake. I literally in one week, I did it five times. I'm like, oh, my God, what is my problem? <laughs> I can't stop. It's it's okay. in a really bad space, though, because when you're trying to like X out of something, on Instagram, it's like the same upper right-hand corner of it. It's cool. I've been on like every DM that you've been accidentally face a DM group you've been accidentally FaceTiming. There were more. So it's uh, it's just really gotten me. It's been like a nice little tease. I was like, oh, never mind. No, sorry. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> so anyways, but <clears throat> yeah, um, we can just keep going back and forth. Okay. Um, I'm going to show you something. Okay. And when you look at it, I want you to, so what I'm showing her is there's this bumper sticker that was on a car that was in front of me and I was at a very long red light. If you live in the village of Hamburg, you know exactly which red light <laughs> I'm talking about. But I saw this sticker and it's just like a black outline of a face. Okay, so it's just like a black drawing of a okay. face. So I want you to tell me who you think this is. Okay. Hold on. Let me. Okay. Dave Matthews band? Okay, so you are correct. It is <clears throat> okay. Dave Matthews. This car was in front of me, and I was like, oh, it's Roy fucking Kent. Oh. That is how yeah. wrapped up I am in Ted Lasso right now. <laughs> that I'm is like, very Roy Kent. Even right? Like the one eye even the eye. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, Roy Kent, this person's awesome in front of me. I was so excited. And then I found out the person lives a few doors down from me. And I was like, I got cooler neighbors like this is awesome. I already love my neighbors, but now I got more cool neighbors. I didn't even know how disappointed were you when you (laughs) I was like, well, the worst part is it's like, listen, every single wait what I have, I'm going to sound like an octogenarian, like an angry old curmudgeon. Okay, because I was like, who the fuck is Dave? That's Roy. Who is Dave? I could not figure it out. And then Wait, how did you even figure out it was Dave? Did it say Dave? It said Dave on the bottom of it. Oh. But I okay. didn't see the Dave gotcha. from when I was behind the but person. But after you followed them into their driveway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You realized. <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake He's here. like, hold on. He's getting his guitar case out of the fucking car. He's wearing like Tevas. He's got a fucking like robot. It was a Subaru too. I'm not oh gonna god, you should. I know. So I thought we're friends because we both own Subarus and we both love Roy Kent. Um, it's a grave mistake. It really is. So then I was like, "Who is Dave?" I'm like, I don't even understand this. And then a little while later, it dawned on me. I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's Dave Matthews, man. That's the opposite of Roy Kent." I'm like, uh, that's like the reason not to go be friends with your name. <laughs> Not even that, but like, really, I think Dave Matthews may be the opposite of Roy Kent. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. wow. 
<laughs> I'm glad someone else saw it, though, because at least that made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could see why it was Ray Kent. Yeah. Well, today I went shopping, which I feel like we don't ever really shop anymore. No. Like, everyone online shops. So, like, yeah. I was actually excited. I was like, okay. I even, like, went out last night, and I was like, I don't want to drink a lot because I'm taking my kids shopping tomorrow. And, like, I have two girls. They're teenagers. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time they went to the mall with me. Mm-hmm. So I was actually, like, really excited. And Kennedy needed to get something dressy because she has a ceremony coming up. So I was like, oh, this will be fun. I'm excited. We'll get Starbucks. It'll be great. So we pick up Kennedy's friend, Gigi, along the way. And I take these three girls shopping. I'm like, ah. Oh. And, like, I I found out that, like, my my kids are at the age where, like, people look at me and they're like, you're a young mom. I mean, mm-hmm. I had my kids young. Even Kennedy, I had at 25, so it's still really young. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think they're, like, they must think you're so cool or they think this. Or, like, I don't know if, like, they think that, like, kind of weird aura between, like, not being cool or being too old or whatever, like, doesn't exist. But, like, I'm at this age where I can't tell if my kids like me or when they're making fun of me. Like, we're <laughs> we're driving and Kenny's like, hey, mom, mom, say hi. I was like, Hi. And they were like, <laughs> oh and they're laughing. I'm like, well, what's so funny? Well, what, what's so funny back there? I'm like, what? What are you laughing at? Is that? Uh, did you take a video? What are you doing? They're like, nothing, nothing. Mm. And then they're like playing a video to and soon. Like, oh, that's exactly like what she did. And I was like, are you talking about me? <laughs> can you guys what is i like mean? legit almost got in like six car accidents because <laughs> i was like turned around very consumed by like what my kids were saying and then kenny's like mom mom i'm like what and she's like never mind <laughs> oh I'm my like, god like, what are you saying <laughs> i would be so paranoid i know i was so paranoid oh i don't like that at all and then like and then and then i felt myself overcompensating at the mall oh of course because then i'm like you know guys back in the day i was like really cool we used to come to the mall and like hang out and like i know all the cool oh. stuff at the mall yeah you trying to be cool with your kids is like me trying to be cool dating yeah <laughs> Like it's just, I was just like, not hitting it. Like, Guys, you want Auntie Anne's? You want Starbucks? You want this? They're like, we want to ride around on those like furry little you that wait, are like listen, infested. They, they go, we want to ride around on those. I go, no. <laughs> and you know like, why? That's how you get scabies. I know. And then they're like, can we send the massage chairs? I'm like, no. Oh, gross. And like everything they would do, I was like, no. And I'm like, oh my god, do you guys want to do this? They're like, no, <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> and then not to mention everything like we went into like so many stores, everything I picked out, I'd find like, I mean, I, I had a mo- mom, I had a moment where I literally felt like you, mm. I was like, look at, I was like, oh, this is cute. How about this? And I got such looks of disgust. Mm-hmm. They didn't even physically say anything. They just were like looking at me like with complete and utter either like horror or they felt bad for me or like disdain at what I was showing them. And it was like, I was like, no, no. And then at one point they were like, "Mm, for you. (laughs) I'm like, we're shopping in garage. There is nothing here. I'm buying. Let me be clear. I'm like, okay. And then Keely was like, I think that's nice, mom. I'm like, thanks, Gills. 
<laughs> at least you had someone. Yeah. And then I was like, do you want, would you want to try this scent? Do you like it? And she's like, oh, not that much. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I meant for you. Yeah. And I was like, I just should have put my AirPods in, done my own fucking thing. I miss the days so where I could just like go to the mall, have two daughters, buy them everything for their closets and bring them home and they just wear them and mm. don't say shit. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I do. I go to the store. I buy things hoping they're the right size and that maybe they'll like them. And then I bring them home and Max is like, these are never going to fit me. And then tries them on and they fit him perfectly. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then he literally makes a pile of what he doesn't want and what he does want. And then I return whatever he doesn't want. And that just saves me some stress. Well, I was just looking forward to what I thought would be a nice mother-daughter bonding experience. I do appreciate that. I didn't you realize that. they were going to make fun of me the whole time. The whole time they're snickering and laughing and looking. Oh my at god, that's so mean! TikToks and Snapchat. It's like they're mean girls. It's like I went shopping with Irina and Shelby <laughs> and Micah. Yeah, and I was like, let's Zach. not forget. Oh, and I was like, god. Zach shopping with them. That is terrible. They're like, like the way she says hi. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spit out my water. Oh, good stuff. But, um, yeah. Was that? I'm sorry. Were you done? Yeah, no, I'm done with that, sir. I literally have so many. They're like really random, but really good. Wait, what? All right. Um, so last night I'm watching TV. I Max was sleeping over his friend's house. I let Jude have a buddy sleep over. And I'm watching TV last night and Josh calls me and I'm like, why is he calling me right now? And he's like, hey, uh, have you been on Instagram? I'm like, why? He's like, Max is doing a live right now. So he goes and he's not being appropriate. So now here's the deal. Number one, Max is like friends with everybody on Instagram, including like Josh, me. He lets like he's not, he's not friends with me. Oh, he would be. He would be. So here's the thing, I'm though. Like, here's more of the shame here. Well, here's the thing, though. I follow Max, but I denied him when he tried to follow me. <laughs> I'm like, decline, decline. He's like, why do you do that? Why do you do that? Miss Lindsay lets me follow her. I go, that's a little different relationship, Max. I don't want to. I don't need you in my biz. So, <laughs> so I hang up with Josh and I go on real quick. And I don't know what I came on to. Oh, boy. But I know he was doing a live with another friend. And I'm pretty sure I heard somebody say shit when I joined. Meaning, like, they were already in the middle of a conversation. Yes. yes. So then I just see Max, half of his face, like, from his nose up on the camera. And I see nothing on the lower camera, which is his friend. And they're just talking. They're being idiots. Like girls are commenting on it. Like, Oh my God, did you guys win your game? And then I hear, so my username is the banana Maria. And I hear one of the kids go, who the heck is the banana? <laughs> and then I hear, Oh shit, Max, that's your mom. <laughs> so I comment, I go, it sure is. <laughs> and then silence. Oh my God. Dead air. They're still going on their live, but there's no sound. So now I'm like, did they cancel the sound just for me? Or are they not talking? Like oh what is happening God. here? Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm seeing this through. So I stayed on until they finally ended the live. And then Josh, Josh, Max and I have a group text and Josh texted him and said, you were being inappropriate on Instagram. If you don't cut it out, you're going to get your phone taken away. 
again, like be responsible. So I said, how disappointing, especially since now I know you were doing something wrong because as soon as I got on, your friends were like, shit, Max, it's your mom. I'm like, you can, you can me kid. I will find out everything. I will find out everything. These kids are so dumb these days. Like we didn't have anybody. We got away with everything because there was no social media. Right. There was no security footage. Nothing. These kids cannot get away with anything, which part of me is a little bit sad for them. Right. But then part of me is like, oh, I got you. I got you real good. I love that you crashed his life. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm totally that mom. Like, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. If you're going to act like an idiot, then I'm going to call you out in front of your friends. Oh, my God. I was like Amy Schumer on me, the mom from Mean Girls today. (laughs) Hi, girls. Oh, my God. You make me so young. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. (laughs) I went the opposite way. It didn't Mm. work out. No. Not successful. Um, Good attempt, though. Yeah, right? So, (laughs) we... We're just going to stick on the topic of family. Mm. So in our old house, our old house was smaller, but it had two full separate bathrooms. Mm -hmm. So the girls had one bathroom and Dan and I had another. Mm -hmm. And I never needed to know if the girl's bathroom looked like Chernobyl because it was (laughs) separate from ours. And my rule was you guys get your own bathroom as long as you clean it, Mm -hmm. which they never did. But I didn't have to see it. And I'm like, get out of me or out of my face. Mm -hmm. So. Right now, currently, because we're still remodeling this entire house, Mm -hmm. the four of us have been sharing one shower, Mm -hmm. which, you know, as far as like timing, hot water, all that goes, it's not terrible. The problem is it's like a fucking laser booby trap trying to get into my shower Without knocking over 18 products that fall on my fucking head. Because let me tell you, the one thing about having two daughters, every single one of us has a different shampoo and conditioner. Oh, my God. Body wash. Oh, shave cream. I mean, like it is like there are razors everywhere. There is shave cream. You know, one needs sensitive and one needs like extra flat, like everything that like Keely has smells like a French whorehouse. Like it is just like extra, extra, extra scented. It's like, so, but it smells great. I'd rather it smell like that, but she has like all this extra scented stuff. Kennedy's like the entire sensitive line. Dan's like, you know, the method man, you know, freaking right. whatever. Yeah. Shave cream, man, man, shave, body wash. Like, I don't know. I think he has to assert his male self in the shower. Full uh, of, like, yeah, all exactly. Especially if it's smelling like a French whorehouse. Right. And mine's all Aveda. Mm-hmm. But then on top of it, we all have different shampoos and conditioners. We have- right. So we don't have a shower as big as a fucking room. Uh, yeah. So it's like college. You guys need caddies. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So literally, like, I have to, like, get in. We had, like, a little shelf for a while. That collapsed on me one day when I was showering. That oh was my fun. God. Every time I'm showering, I, like, lift my hands up to start scrubbing my head. And I've elbowed three products that hit me in the face. I mean, every time I'm, like, I am getting attacked. Oh, my God. My products in my shower. So I was telling my client, and she's like, you guys need to go college style. Everyone gets a fucking caboodle. Yeah. Everybody has a shower caddy. Yeah. Everyone has to bring their stuff. And I'm like, that is genius. My yeah. Bathroom will stay clean. I don't have to look at everybody's shit. Yeah. Ever like I'm I so my kids don't know it, but when they're at school tomorrow, 
I'm buying everybody shower caddies. So I'm smart. buying everybody stuff. And I'm going to be like, here's how it's going, motherfuckers. Because I'm tired of getting <laughs> oh hit God. with their products. <laughs> I can't do anything. I have to like literally, and no one's <clears throat> tall. But like even the ledge of the shower to get in, there's like 18 things of oh my products God. Face wash and this and then body exfoliant. I mean, I am literally like, like high jumping into my shower to get what in without heck? knocking things over. Every time someone showers, you can hear it. You hear, and you know, it's like the domino of bottles <laughs> falling on. So you're like, oh, heads up. Here it all comes. Yeah. But like, it's just so I'm going to go old school college shower. And I'm like, well, this will just get Keely prepared for next year. Yeah. You know, and I can have a really, really clean bathroom now. Yeah. And not have everybody's crap everywhere. Yeah. I am so excited. That so, is, I'm excited for yeah, you. We are going college bathroom now. Like That's I'm done. Such a great I'm idea. Done. And honestly, you know, I'm starting to get a little frustrated with the hot water situation too. Mm. And I'm like, I might even put a fucking timer in that shower and be like, here we go. Let's go. Let's. Okay. So maybe one week you introduce <laughs> the caddies. <laughs> next week. Maybe. Is, yeah. Is, like the next the week you do <laughs> the timer. <laughs> what happened to mom? <laughs> Nothing good, kids. <laughs> Nothing good. So, yeah, bathroom situation. Uh, that sounds, I share a bathroom with my kids, and right now it's fine. I <laughs> got real strict when Max started growing his hair out. I go, here's the deal. <laughs> you have your own shampoo. My, I order pros shampoo, so this is not cheap. I go, that is special for me. You see, it has my name on oh. it. Yeah. He goes, yeah. I go, that's because it's for my hair. Yeah. Don't touch it. I don't think he does. I think he can come to our shower. We have a plethora of options. (laughs) I can't even get him to use his actual face wash. I'm like, you can use that. Like you also would think my kids would be good at showering because of all these products. Right. You know how many times they came out of the bathroom and I'm like, there are suds on your head. Oh my God. What did you do in there? Well, I'm like, did you shave? And they're like, I'm like, okay, that's not really like up for a debate. So mm, yeah. yeah, it's questionable. Yikes. Teenagers in the hygiene. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that, yeah. especially with boys. Gross. Um, okay, so I have a big gripe with the American medical system. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. We're taking them on today. We are. We are. So I have, I have two things. I'm going to address the shorter one first. So I have decided that 2023 is the year that I get all of my ailments fixed. (laughs) So, and I'm 43 now, so (laughs) there's a few. So I have had chronic neck pain for a long time, for years. I thought it was stress related, but then I got divorced and it's still there. So I'm like, okay, maybe like I should get this checked out. And then I had um, gone to a chiropractor and after an appointment, like the pain radiated into my shoulder. And I'm like, Ooh, I feel like something's wrong there. So I, Nikki hooked me up with a specialist and I went there and, um, I see the PA and he, I was given the heads up that his bedside manner isn't great. So I walked in like knowing that that was going on. So he's like, okay, we did an x-ray. You have some arthritic inflammation in like, I don't know, some of the discs in my neck. And I know nothing about the spine, by the way. So he's like, let's do PT. I'm like, okay. And I thought to myself, like, 
And I think I said this in my first appointment because the symptoms I was having is like, I'm having the pain, but I'm also having like shooting. If I turn my neck a certain way, I have shooting pain and numbness and tingling down my arms. So I am not a physician, but to me, that sounds more like a nerve issue rather than a bone issue. But again, I'm not a physician. So, okay. Like that's not going to show up on an x-ray. So I'm like, okay. So I have at this point spent hundreds of dollars on PT and it does not feel better. So I had my follow-up appointment and now I got there at five to eight. My appointment was at eight. He walked in behind me. Okay. So both there on the first appointment of the day, they bring me right into the room where I sat for 25 minutes. And I was like, this is okay. Like, I can hear him talking to reception. I can hear them talking. Like, and they're not talking about work. They're just talking. They're, it's like freaking coffee club this morning. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep it. And why I was so calm, we'll get into in the second part of this way what. But he comes in and he's like, hey, so how'd PT go? I go, not great. He goes, how you feeling? Worse, better, same. Uh, and he started saying something else. I'm like, I'm feeling kind of, he's like, so, and then he cuts me off. So now I'm like, now I'm going to physically fight you, dude. Like, this is not okay. I said, it is about the same. It's not really worse, but it's about the same. And he's like, okay, let's get an MRI. Now, here's my thing. I don't know. And maybe someone listening to this can explain this to us. Okay. Because I'm sure there's some kind of rhyme or reason why it's done like this, but wouldn't it make more sense to get all of the imaging first to see what you're dealing with and then come up with a treatment plan? Like, wouldn't that be the better idea rather than me wasting a month and a half and hundreds of dollars going to PT for a problem they're not sure what it is. And even when I went to my PT, I was like, I don't I don't think you know what's going on. He's like, "Okay, is the pain worse?" I go, "No." He goes, "All right, that's progress." I'm like, "Is that? Is that progress?" Like, what? Okay, I have two things to say. Yes. Number 1, when we get off air, and I am not messing around, I have actual miraculous stories to share with you. I have a phenomenal, phenomenal woman who works in holistic therapy, but also Mm -hmm. has literally performed miracles with all sorts of pain. Her entire specialty is rehabbing pain and injury. Mm -hmm. And she is a chiropractor and owns her own practice, but it's an entire wellness center. Okay. I have sent people there who have been to PT, who are this, have to have back surgery, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just try her once because she really tries to help people avoid surgery. Mm -hmm. And she, and they will call. I've had people send me flowers and like in tears, like I have been struggling with this for so long. Three sessions with her. I feel like a totally new person. That's amazing. She does a lot of different things. So I'll send you her info. She's very affordable. That's Uh number one. Okay. Number two, she always, like we have a lot of conversations because I see her all the time as a hairdresser. Like you want to know who the back people are. You ask the hairdressers mm-hmm. because we depend on them because we yeah, are really. broken constantly. Mm-hmm. 
And I know, and just even in my own experience with healthcare things, Mm -hmm. sometimes they can't get the clearance for certain things until they've done step one insurance wise. It's like, okay, well you can't just tell someone to get an MRI. They have to have gone through step one through three first. Mm -hmm. And with, if that doesn't work and you submit that, then insurance will clear them for step two. Okay. Now that is helpful information. Yeah. That's kind of how it worked. Even with my stuff, Mm -hmm. I know our insurance was not great about a lot. Mm -hmm. So they really had to like have documentation that like I have tried resource one, two, and three with, Mm -hmm. and they have not worked. So now they're like, okay, we just need to clear it with your insurance to see if they'll you know, do this next thing. Okay. So that could be it. And okay. usually it's explained that way. It sounds like your doctor wasn't really considerate of that regardless. But the the appointment was literally three minutes long. That you waited 25 minutes for. Yes. Also, my girl never once has been late ever. She is. Excellent. She is on time. So okay. I have a good recommendation. Great. All right. So speaking of referrals, <laughs> This is like a PSA <laughs> for people who love their hairdressers. Ooh. So it's really funny. And I never try to say anything because, you know, I never want to come off as like um, rude or entitled about clientele or anything like that. But like, it's so funny <laughs> Because my client did this to me the other day and it just made me think about like, okay, I'll tell you the situation. So she's in my chair. I've been doing her hair forever. And she's Mm -hmm. like, Faith, I need to send this girl to you. She hates her hair everywhere she goes. She's been to like 20 salons in the past two years. She's been like blacklisted from two. Nobody ever does her hair how she wants it. She it always looks like she always shows them pictures. They never do it. She's like, she's tried everywhere. I told her she has to come to you. What and I was like, heck? and like normally, like you would have been proud of me. Old me would have been like, yeah, bring her in. Cause like, you know, I do feel bad and I want to help people. And I, does that get, is, I mean, that's then I like looked, a bit of a red flag. But then I looked at her and I go, well, like, yeah, but you know, as a hair, like you're in, I think being in the service industry, I've always yeah. had this like inner, like, obligation to always say yes to people. Right. And mm-hmm. I did for years, which is yeah. how I got, you know, a few crazies here and there in my books. Right. Right. But like, it was so funny because this is like one of my near and dear clients who I love mm-hmm. and she's describing this woman and her past traumatic hair history. Plus when I was younger, I used to love taking on clients like that. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a challenge, like, Oh, give her to me. I'll get her. You know, like I, I liked that. Mm hmm. Now I'm getting closer to 40 and she's saying the situation. I don't know if it's through tired eyes now, but I was like, "Mm, so it sounds like (laughs) the problem may be her and unaffected communication with these stylists. Mm. I was like, if she's gone to all of these people and they're, and she's still not happy I don't know if she'll be happy with me. And and I don't yeah. want to put you in a situation where you handled that very nice. Yeah, and I said I don't want to put you in a situation where your friend, your good friend comes to me and has a bad experience also and that reflects poorly on you. Right. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I never thought of that." And then you know, we kind of were talking about it and then like she was processing. So I come back over and she's like, "You know, the more I think about it, 
she really shouldn't go to you. She kind of, it might be her. And I go, <laughs> I go, yeah, I didn't want to say that, but like, yeah, I feel like, I mean, 20 stylists, there's got to be a good one in there somewhere. Like right. something's off. Something's off with either how she's communicating or what she's asking for, or she's like, maybe she's giving them unrealistic parameters for how she wants her hair. Like yeah. I said, there's like definitely a part of the story that's missing. Right. You're not getting the full. And as her friend, you just need to support her in this and say, yeah, they all suck. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. But as a hairdresser, I'm like, I want any I, part of that. I don't want someone like that in my books. No. I said, now, when you have the friend who is lovely and breezy and kind and does not like always looks nice and isn't super particular about her hair. Also maybe had a history in the service industry. So she has a nice appreciation for like humankind. <laughs> like that's the girl I want. Right. Like I ain't young anymore. I don't want the girls that are like, you know, I, I don't need a challenge. For I am real. challenged every day. I, I'm like, I, it's just not the clientele I'm interested anymore. Yeah. I don't blame you. But just as like a PSA of like you, like I had a client who was a big referral client for me. She worked with a lot of women and she, and she said it best. She's like, if it's a woman, I really genuinely love. And I think she'd be good to you. I send her to you. Mm -hmm. If it's a woman that I love, but I think she's secretly crazy. I send her to this other girl. I go, thank you so much. Yeah. Like if you want to like hair, you know, hairdressers build off of word of mouth. But if you really love your hairdresser, don't send her crazy people. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Show her you love her by sending her nice people that will add value and meaning to her life. (laughs) For real. Also, um, if people are like, I need somebody quick. I'll be like, no, she's not your girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also will say, I mean, especially in this area, you know, if you can get in quick, unless it's like a fluke and they're like, oh, my God, I had a cancellation. Right. Like if you are very particular about your hair, just know it's going to be a wait. Right. With not just me, anybody, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because we can all only work so many hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I was just laughing because she's like get, telling me the story. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no part of this. Yeah, She's like, good. there are two salons she can't even go back to anymore. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, and I was like, oh. she's been kicked out of salons. She's been That's blacklisted. Bad. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, no. I don't want her. Oh, <laughs> I don't want her near you. Yeah. So just just PSA, as much as we love referrals, we also really value our mental health. (laughs) So if you could just send us breezy, wonderful people, we appreciate it. Right. Unless you don't like your hairdresser, then I guess send her whoever you want. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Actually, if you don't like your hairdresser, just call Faith so she can hook you up with this girl. Who needs a new one? Yeah, this could be a connection. (laughs) (laughs) Love is blind. But it is funny with hairdressers because sometimes it's like more personality than hair. Mm -hmm. And when you have someone that's tried that many people and it hasn't worked out, it's personality. Right. Like she has to. And sometimes I used to work with someone who was like very blunt, very unfiltered. If someone came in and they were like, I want this. And she'd be like, you can't have that. So find something else. (laughs) 
And, you know, I'm so like sugar and spice over in my like little mm-hmm. corner that I would be like, oh, that was so harsh, you know. But also there are some clients that like need to be like slapped into reality. Right. And I sometimes was like, I wish I could be a little more like her because mm. I'm like, OK, I'll try to make it work. <laughs> Four <laughs> hours later. Still. Still not there. Still, I'm almost there. It's going to take, it, it's going to happen. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I think this lady probably needs like my, like someone that I used to work with that yeah. would be like, you need to figure out what you want. Cause what you're asking for isn't what you're showing me. <laughs> and like, I can't wait to find out who this was. Off yeah. And then she, she was always good at that. And like, sometimes like I, I remember there was this one woman who was never, ever, ever, ever happy. Mm-hmm. And then she looked at her the one time she goes, I just don't think you're happy. Wow. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, oh God, this is where it ends. Yeah. And the woman was like, you know what? I'm kind of not. And she's like, yeah. So th- <laughs> there's nothing I can do with your hair that's going to make you happy. But yeah. I can give you highlights. <laughs> I can make you prettier. Yeah. But oh. figure out your own happiness, bitch. Dear God. Yeah. Wow. She was a little harsh, but you know, mm-hmm. some people need that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, speaking of harsh, we're coming off of a week that astrologically was very oh. big. We had a bit uh, n- the second new moon in Aries in 30 days. Why are you laughing so hard? Because my next wait, what is about this? Oh, great. So um we were what happened? Oh, so the new moon in Aries. So last month there was also a new moon in Aries. So when there's two new moons in the same sign, they call it a dark moon. And so a lot of the astrologers were like, now is not the time. And plus it happened the same time as a solar eclipse, which you could see in Australia. Um, it was very much like uh, most astrologers were like, now's not the time for you to manifest. Like the energy is really chaotic. So don't manifest anything. Just kind of let it flow through you. Um, and then in addition to that, Mercury also went retrograde this week, I think on Friday. I don't even know what day it is. Um, so it's been a lot throughout the whole week. So, um, it affected my child the day after the eclipse, but Tuesday. So the eclipse happened, um, like midnight Thursday morning. So like Wednesday going into Thursday. So Monday I had like a weird day. I just felt off all last week. like even more off than I've normally felt. And then Tuesday morning I went to go drive max to school and I came back. And as I pull into my driveway, I'm like, there is the fattest Robin I've ever seen sitting on my gate, like to on my fence. And I'm like, oh my God, that bird is so big. <laughs> like in my car, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I almost don't want to get out of this car because that bird is so big. It was so big. It was crazy. So I get out of the car and because I am who I am, I'm like, bird, you got to leave because I got to go through there and you're very large. I don't want to be anywhere near you. So I go to grab um, the uh, handle to open the gate. And as I put my hand on it, I'm like, well, that felt weird. That bird shit directly on my handle <laughs> to get into the gate. Oh my I'm like, <laughs> okay, I know it's good luck when a bird shits on you, but what is it when you just put your hand in the bird shit? Like, is that, is that super good luck? Because that would be awesome. So I called Jude because I have my coffee cup in one hand, my phone, and then bird shit in the other hand. 
I called Jude. I go, you got to come out here and open the gate. He goes, I don't have any pants on. I'm not coming outside. I go, I need you to open the gate. And Jude goes, figure it out. <laughs> Which I'm like, I want to be mad at you, but I know exactly where you got that from. <laughs> so I just put my hand back on the bird shit and open the gate. And I'm like, oh my God. I go, Jude, there's bird poo on the gate. That's why he needed you to open it. He goes, just wash your hands. What is the big deal? I'm like, is this like a weird role reversal right now? I don't like any of this. So I wash my hands. Then I go outside with my bleach cleaner and I clean off the, the gate handle and everything. And I go to throw, this is all happening within like a 15, 20 minute time frame. And I go to throw uh, the paper towel and stuff out in the big garbage tote. And as I look, I'm like, oh, man, the lid to the recycling tote flew open. So when we had that huge windstorm on Sunday night, the recycling tote lid flew open. And then it must have also blown the tote up against my neighbor's house directly under his broken gutter. So this tote that's probably like four and a half feet tall is almost completely filled <gasps> with water. Oh, I'm like, oh, what do I even do with this? <laughs> like, what? So if any of my neighbors were outside on Tuesday morning, all they heard was me going, you got to be fucking kidding me, like 17 oh, times. My. So now I'm like, okay, so now my recycling, thank God there wasn't a ton in there yet right, because it was right. mainly all in my kitchen because it's all just floating at the top. Oh. And there's like boxes that are now like completely soaking wet and all this shit. I'm like, this thing was so heavy, I couldn't even move it. And I'm a fairly strong person. Right. I'm like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me with this, Right. And I'm like, did it really rain this much? And then I looked up and I realized it was directly underneath Under the, the gutter. gutter because I had a different tote that was also uncovered and that was not filled with water. I'm like, uh, what are the odds? Oh what are God. the odds that this happened? So shout out to my neighbor because I'm sure I flooded your basement because the only thing I could do was knock, knock it, it over. over. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, here we go. So I knocked it over and then I'm like, fuck you fuck your stupid gutter. Fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> so bad throwing all of the wet recyclables back in. Oh I was God. like, you've got to be kidding me today. Uh, yeah. It wasn't my best day. Well, <laughs> I feel like you're not going to be happy with the start of this story. No boy. So, you know, obviously now with like our podcast and being friends with Anna and just like who I am inside, you know, I would say like, obviously Anna knows like astrology and she knows like eclipses and, you know, you're obviously more into all of the astrology and I guess you would label like woo woo kind of stuff. Uh -huh. I dip my toe in, in the pool is mm -hmm. how I would word it. There are mm -hmm. times where I'm like, okay, this is validating a lot, mm -hmm. but there are also times where I'm like, I don't want to get too involved because I, I can't have another thing control my life. Right. As, as well as like my anxiety and things like that. that yes. Already taking control. Right? A big disclaimer. Free will is always yeah. a part of yes. this. Yes. 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 <laughs> but yes. go ahead. But yes. But I feel like, you know, I just kind of dip my toe in the pond. Uh-huh. So 
like early this week, so many accounts now that I follow are like astrology, uh, astrology based. So mm-hmm. they are just like eclipse, moon, moon, Mercury retrograde, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of preparing us all. Yeah. And, you know, I said, I was like, you know what? I am not even subscribing to this. I am like, it was literally like I wanted to put my head in the sand. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. how people do to like the news and world events and global warming. Ugh, Jesus I was like, girl. I'm going to pretend that all of this astrology stuff doesn't exist because you know what? I have a really hard few weeks coming up with mm-hmm. a lot going on with things in our house and things going on. I said, I just need to not hear that, you know, things might get tough. Right. I can't do it. Right. So I'm like, I'm just going to see, like, maybe if I don't allow myself to say it's going to be tough because of the moon and everything, mm-hmm. that maybe it won't affect me. And like in this whole, like, you know, thing I had in my head. Right. I was like, then I'm going to make it to the end of retrograde. And if nothing happens, I'm going to be like, see, I didn't allow myself to mentally subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. So it's in your head, not you. But like, right. you know, right. I was like, nope. Not doing it. Not yeah. even going to let it affect me. Not talking about the solar system. Not talking about eclipses. Not talking about moon. I'm just going to go and start my day fresh every day and positive. Hands down, the worst, most explosive, imploding fight I have ever had with my daughter Ooh. happened on Friday night. After a week of me trying to have this really positive, happy week, mm. it was like Vesuvius in this house. I Our neighbors definitely heard. <laughs> There's no way they didn't. Mm. It was, we found some information out. I don't think they should ever allow report cards to come out on Mercury Retrograde, by the way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Things did not go well in my house. And, you know, her reaction to it, which normally like, you know, reactions can go one way or the other, was full on shaking, screaming, explosiveness, rage. Mm. And the things that were that we were finding out about a situation that was brought to her attention on Friday. Mm -hmm. There was a point where I was so mad like you know when you have a toddler or a baby and you have those moments where like they don't stop crying Mm -hmm. and you're actually going to lose your mind yeah and you have to place them somewhere and walk away so you don't actually hurt them because you're just so mentally past the point of sanity yep you get that when they're teenagers and i have had a lot of fights with keely because you do Mm -hmm. but there was a point when we were screaming and i'll tell you off air what it was about Mm -hmm. because it was bad that I actually heard a pop and I swear to God something in my brain fucking exploded and when I say I saw red I couldn't see anything else I had I took my car keys I was shaking I said I have to fucking leave because if I don't leave I'm going to hurt her so I need to leave Mm -hmm. I had to get in my car I had to drive my car to a parking lot in the neighborhood and I've never done this. Like I've I've had very tough moments. Mm-hmm. I was in my car and I was screaming. On it was it was pouring out of me, like almost like projectile vomit in the sense of like I actually had no physical control of my body anymore. Mm. I was screaming on the top of my lungs, 
and crying hysterically at the same time. And I have never in my life through everything I've ever gone through had that kind of visceral reaction to something. Mm -hmm. And I screamed and cried for like 20 minutes by myself. Yeah. And then I came back home. (laughs) (laughs) And then I turned the car back on. And actually my daughter was very concerned because I left. And Mm -hmm. she was like, where did mom go? Because I've never, I mean, it was the most visceral fight that has ever occurred in my household ever. Mm -hmm. And we've had some doozies, right? This was top of the list. Yeah. So I (laughs) came home and we are okay now. We have had a lot of conversations. There's been a lot of apologies, Mm -hmm. but I was like, God, Darn that moon and solar eclipse and Mercury retrograde because it all happened when all of that was happening. And I go, I tried so hard. Mm -hmm. I tried so hard to put my head in the sand and say it doesn't exist. I'm not going to let it ruin my day. I'm not going to sit there and change anything I do because of the moon. Yeah. And then the moon kicked me right in the face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was all about expect the unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, um, I tried to ignore all the warning signs and, um, yeah, got How'd a big, go? got a big dose of the universe yeah. on Friday. I know she's a tricky bitch. She's also dead accurate. Yeah. Dead accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading something that, um, no, I was listening to something. One of the astrologers I follow was like, if you are, um, I think it was Cancer, Capricorn. It was Cancer and Capricorn because they're opposite signs and I'm a Capricorn, so I was paying closer attention. Keely's a Capricorn. Yep. And that's what I was thinking the whole time. And then uh, Libra and Aries. I'm like, this is a real, and it has to do with Pluto. Like Pluto's been within these signs for so many years and now like Pluto is leaving those signs or has left those signs. And, um, it's really starting to like, it's more like transformative now. So it's like a whole different, um, energy around it, I guess you could say. And I don't want to talk about what is going on personally with her, but it is, it was the, thus far in her life, the worst thing that's ever happened on Friday when Mercury retrograde happened. And the solar eclipses and everything else. And yeah. I was like, damn it, Anna. Well, and we're in between eclipse season right now, yeah. too. So when you were like, yeah, so the solar eclipse, I started laughing. So I'm like, yep, yep. We learned that in the Rayford house the yeah. hard way. Well, yeah, because it was whatever day the AMAs were on. Was it Thursday night? I think you so. had texted me. You had oh, FaceTime yeah. me and texted yes. me because you're like, we need your input. I go, Jude's having his solar eclipse meltdown right now. I cannot talk. Yes. And I was like, no, I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into it. And then yeah. Friday came around and then that was fun. Tell me more. <laughs> so although there are lots of seasons happening in the universe, <laughs> it's also and with the weather, and with the weather, <laughs> we are supposedly getting into patio season. So with we were in it, then we left it, yeah. <laughs> then we got a little bit more into it, and then we left it again. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It'll 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 keep toying with us. 
But um, don't forget, guys, to stop by Rusty Nickel Brewing. You guys know we love it there. Um, I also want to say it's puppy friendly. So mm-hmm. FYI, if you need a good cheering up, patios and puppies sound fantastic. Oh, that does sound lovely. Right? And right now, they're actually featuring their Kicking Back Session IPA. It's a 4.6 ABV. It is the perfect patio beer. That sounds lovely because we're not going to get toe up from the flow up with yeah. 4.6. Excellent. Refreshing citrus notes of grapefruit, lemon, and orange with an initial pop of hot bitterness. So that, (laughs) yeah. And you guys can also remember they have them in cans. So you guys can also get a four pack and go home and eat them inside or drink them inside if it is cold out. Or on your own patio. On your own patio. So you can bring it to your own house. And right now they're also featuring, they do have these charcuterie classes with the beer pairings. Um, so if you guys are interested in doing those, it makes for a really nice night out. They actually have one tomorrow, today, today, when you listen to this, um, and tickets are actually still available. Oh, nice. So, um, also thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Nicholas Ludwa, certified financial planner. Nick specializes in investment and retirement planning. He has extensive knowledge in, in everything I'm learning. Not just in financial planning. He has extensive knowledge in everything. Everything. He's a real smart SOB, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he can help businesses set up retirement plans or review current ones. And he's someone you can trust because if we trust him, and y'all know how judgy we are, <laughs> if we trust him, that means you can trust him. <laughs> so you can contact Nick at nick at harbortownfinancial.com or you can call him at 716-356-3300. I feel like when I said .com, that was a real Buffalo way to say it. .com. .com. Well, yeah. speaking of websites... I have one wait what the briefly what I want to do a little teaser first. Okay. Speaking of rusty nickel. Oh, I'm just doing a teaser. Okay. Stay tuned. (laughs) People are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Because we are partnering with rusty nickel and we're having an event in June. Details to be announced. (laughs) But I'm going to say that I am very excited about this. I feel like the universe might be wild right now, but we are so aligned. Oh, good. Because, I mean, speaking of things we're excited for. Yes. I have to briefly talk TV for a hot second about two things I want to talk about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But stay tuned because I also have a very big announcement. Oh. Which you know about for me. Oh, yes. I was like, actually, I don't. (laughs) TV. So So exciting. We have some very big announcements coming up. Yes. But um, really quick, you talked about websites. Mm. I would like to personally thank everybody who sent me the change.org petition to not have Vanessa Lachey be the host. Of Love is Blind anymore. Oh, you are not. First of all, I forgot to post this. The trolling has not stopped, guys, because I am reading news stories now, and the first thing that shows is a lovely Asian comment. She is, the trolling is alive and well still on everyone with Love is Blind. I was crying laughing. 
I'm like, she's still going at it. Good for her. But no, people are pissed. And then I heard on the radio yesterday that some radio DJ was like, could this be the end of Love is Blind? I'm like, no. No, just continue the show. Yeah. Continue the show. Just get them out of there. Right. They don't need to be part of it. Well, I signed the petition. <laughs> Good. Send it to me. I'll sign that <laughs> shit. Well, the funniest part is like, I think change.org is like super annoyed <laughs> because right now it has the most signatures than any other petition on there. Stop. So after you do her petition, change.org literally sends you to a page where they're pretty much like, hey, dumbass, you want to sign a petition that matters? Oh my so God. then it shows, yeah, it shows you like, Five other petitions to maybe sign while you're at it. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's literally like, okay, you came on here and signed the stupidest peti- petition. <laughs> and it's so, got the most signatures. And, it has the most, and they're like, so here's five other things you may care about that you might want to also help. Oh, my so God. I did. I actually then felt like a real jackass. So I signed a couple more petitions. Oh, good. Smart. Now I'm getting so much spam. It's fun. Smart. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that happens a lot with them, too. But I want to talk about something on Love is Blind mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. I want your take on it. Okay. It's blowing up the Internet. Ooh. And I could not disagree more. Oh. And I've listened to a couple other podcasts, and I don't even understand why this is a major story. Oh. Okay. It's like a huge deal about Paul tapping the bridesmaid on the ass on his way out the door. Stop. It is becoming a thing. I I have to give some context to this. So I don't love Nick Vile. He was on The Bachelor. I didn't love him. I didn't love a season. I'm not a huge fan. I think he's kind of douchey, right? But Mm -hmm. he started getting like whoever the person is that books his guests for his podcast. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. It it has to be Andy Cohen himself. (laughs) Because I don't know who Nick Vile is getting to book these slubs, but he has his thumb on the pulse of pop news. Wow. I'm here for that. He gets the best guests. So I've started to listen to his podcast a lot because he gets everybody. He gets he has had everybody from Vanderpump Rules on since Scandaval has broke. Really? He has had everybody. And I really like his podcast. I've actually mm-hmm. liked his opinions on them. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, I was just coming around to Nick Vile. I was like, you know what? Maybe I can forgive and forget and move on. And <laughs> So last week he had Marshall. And Mm -hmm. he had Micah. Yes. And when he had Micah in, Mm -hmm. he laid in so hard on Paul (gasps) that I have completely revoked my love of Nick Vile. Come on. And he is like. I don't even know who that is. I'm going to be honest with you. He is like, when you're, you know, and he has a point to this. Okay. He goes, guys, when you're out and you're in a crowded room, he's like, do you know how many of my girlfriends say like when a guy walks out, they'll like tap the back of their their the space on their back or their shoulder like you know as if like you're holding them up when they exit a, a building or a bar or restaurant which i've had like guys move through a crowd and yeah they're like oh you know and they find some odd way of touching you on their way out that mm-hmm. has happened i'm yes. not saying that hasn't yep i also understand it's super 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 creepy yes i have watched when paul has exited out of the bridal suite so many times yeah and it genuinely seems 
first of all, they're crowding the door. They barely let him out. Because I think they wanted to trap him in and kill him. Agreed. And he's trying to like, kind of like put his hand like, oops, like scooch over a little so he can get out. It happened to be at the same height as her butt. Yeah. So it did. But it also didn't look like that purposeful, like where guys do that creepy thing of right, actually that low back placing thing. a hand mm-hmm. on your low back as they walk by you, which right. I hate. Yeah. And and Nick had a point like guys do that. And he's like, so don't even tell me that his scumbag ass wasn't blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Stop. and now I don't like Nick. And now I remembered why I don't like Nick, because Nick likes to trash men. And he acts like in trashing them, he's better than them. But we all watch your season of The Bachelor and you are not, sir. I just saw like, and as soon as it, like I, and what kind of bothered me was the entire, all of his podcasts, he's been um, um, going over Love is Blind after every episode. Mm-hmm. He's totally de- like dogged Micah. And then she's on his podcast and I get she's on your podcast. You can't dog her. But he didn't hold her accountable, and he was literally saying Paul was such a scumbag. Micah, on his podcast, is like, you know, that didn't even bother me. But now that you keep saying it, I'm starting to get mad again. I'm like, Ugh. it's so. And she's like, you know, I I'm gonna have to watch that. He's like, I watched it. Why don't you ask my the girlfriend? Watched it. That's why I said my girlfriend watched it. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and then we went and we looked and he follows her. Why does he follow her? Are you sure nothing was happening? And Micah was like, well, he follows her because like up until. So she did say on the podcast up until the actual reunion, uh huh, they started talking again, actually, mm-hmm. recently. Mm. They started dating like whatever. He went down to Arizona to visit her. It didn't work out like mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm-hmm. But they kind of started things up again a couple weeks ago. And she goes, and in that in between, my friends never stopped being friends with him. And like they knew we were good. She goes, so he was friends with all my friends. And she was actually saying there was a lot more of the story than people realized, like about them, which I said, I was like, when it's the two of them, I bet they are very close. Mm-hmm. She said her friends really started to like him. They were following him and he was following them because they were now friends because they were hanging out. Right. So she goes, that's why he follows that girl. And he's like, but he liked one of a picture of her and she was in a bikini. And she's like, it was a pool party. We were all there. He liked her photo to like her photo. Like, and I was like, Nick, what are you doing? What is happening here? I don't understand. And they're trying to make Paul out to be this terrible guy. And then even Micah didn't agree with him. And then by the end, because she's obviously not the sharpest tool in the Mm. the shot, she is like, now I'm kind of mad at him. I'm like, damn it. Oh, for Christ's sake. He's like, you should watch that. We watched it. It's so inappropriate. He's like, why a man feels like he has to touch a female on his way out the door. So like, I can't stand a man who does that. I'm done with him. And I'm like, he wasn't doing that. I've watched it. He literally explained what happened. Yeah, he he was trying to walk out the door. Yeah. And as you can see, there wasn't a lot of space for him. So I don't know like what to believe. And then it was so funny because I have a friend, Stacy. I have to read you her response. So she was the one we were talking about the Nick File podcast because she mm. listened to. And so we were I have to find her exact text because I was laughing so hard. We were talking about it because she's like, no, he definitely was just trying to walk out the door. Like, this is ridiculous. Why are they turning it into this whole thing? I'm like, I don't know. It's really bothering me. So hold on. Let me see. Oh, wait. She sent me these. I didn't read these. Okay. 
So she sends me a message. Okay, I've been watching TikToks of Paul walking by the bridesmaid for 20 minutes. <laughs> and I go, and what's your verdict? She goes, my verdict is I'm easily influenced. When they say it's not intentional, I'm like, yeah, total accident. When they say they did it on purpose, I'm like, what a jerk. It's clear he did that. <laughs> She's like, they need more camera angles. Bravo would have had a different angle to replay. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. So, you know. And I, Bravo would have brought in the bridesmaids to ask her what happened. 100%. What a waste but of I'm time. But I'm just like, I are we really investing time into this? I really don't think it was. That. I, I want to know if you guys think. Paul was being a creeper when he walked out the bridal suite and you think he was like grabbing the bridesmaid's ass and you think there was some like intentional like Tom Sandoval area or Uh, Raquel shit happening. I want you to tell me because maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm naive in this, but I really felt like that was truly innocent. Here's the thing. Paul is a scientist, guys. All right. The guy's got no game. None whatsoever. None. So you really think that, I mean, we've all seen Paul. He is, would not kick him out of bed 100%. Oh, yeah. But he's a giant nerd. He is a huge nerd. You think he would ever have the balls to actually do that to a woman? I feel like that would be like some, this is like, I mean, you guys know all my embarrassing moments. Mm -hmm. Like, this is why I can never be famous. I would do something like that, like so stupid. And they would rip it apart. Yeah. And they'd be like, you did that on purpose because you're secretly sleeping with this one. And just like, no, I'm just an idiot. Like, I don't, (laughs) there's no. He's like, no, I'm just awkward, man. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I was just trying to get through. That's what he said. Yeah. No, I could totally see that happening. I don't know. So anyways, I can't believe it's becoming this huge thing on the internet. I know. It's kind of bothering me. And now I'm a little mad at Nick Vile right now. So Mm. stupid surfer voice. (laughs) Shots fired. All right. I won't, I won't troll him. (laughs) Oh, please do. Because your trolling is giving me life now. Like, please troll him. I will say there's a comment I wrote under an E! News article about Love is Blind. I think I, I think that was the one I screenshotted. And right now it has 1200 likes. Oh, oh my God. Your comment. Oh yeah. That's amazing. My comments are getting so many likes. Wait, we have to go back look at this to this. See, 998 others liked that comment. Oh, oh look at 127 people like that comment. <laughs> oh, I got look at 22 people like that comment. Oh my god, this I is have amazing. so much trolling I've been doing, guys. You don't even know. You don't even know because <laughs> it is the best thing ever. Damn it. <laughs> Where was this? Oh, I took a picture of the bird shit. I forgot about that. Ah, here it is. It was (laughs) E! News posted. And it's a side-by-side of Paul and Vanessa. And it said, love is blind's Paul Peden, Peden, whatever, accuses Vanessa Lachey of having personal bias at reunion. A lovely Asian. And y'all know Paul doesn't say anything without scientific proof. He called it like we all saw. How many likes does it have? Oh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't screenshot that far. It would only fit with your thing. That is so funny. That is so funny. Oh my god. You're welcome. Yeah, it really, it's so great. Like, I wish there was a camera on my face when I saw it because it was fucking hilarious. Oh, so, yeah. so great. Yeah, so yep, great. Yep. Uh, so, 
Do you have any more wait what's? I do. I have a, uh, a second gripe with the American medical system. I have one when you're done. Okay. So I, and Faith is well aware of everything going on. So I did the whole 30 in March. So I had not felt right since, well, probably like six months, to be honest with you. But December was super stressful. I had taken on a lot more shit than I should have taken on. And it was super stressful. And then I got COVID right before Christmas. And it was like just one thing after another. Then we had the blizzard. And I was like, oh my God, like my body feels like it's dead. Like, stop. So then January came and the boys were still in hockey. So there was still like a lot of stuff going on. February, I was on tour and like something was going on every weekend. And I was like, oh my God, like March, I'm just taking to take care of myself and like really focus on me because I felt like physically I felt terrible, like a lot of inflammation, a lot of pain, just like uncomfortable in my own body. So I spent all of March doing the whole 30. And then towards the end of March, it was actually the end of March, beginning of April, I started doing like the reintroductions. And I noticed that physically I felt awesome, but mentally I was like, oh, I feel like I'm actually in a darker place now. And I was like, oh, why do we think that's happening? Like, that's weird. I should be feeling great right now. So what I kind of started realizing was I was no longer self-medicating with gummy bears or sweets or booze. I was not drinking anything. Like I was just feeling through everything. And March was an intense month anyway. So at the end of it, I was like, I'm actually kind of concerned about like how I feel. Like I was just exhausted all the time. I mean, I make jokes on here all the time about how I don't want to do anything with other people around. I just want to stay at home. I don't want to. And it turns out that's not the best guy. <laughs> so if you feel like that, just kind of, if you feel like that all the time, like something might be wrong. So I called my, um, I actually used the online portal for the first time ever. And I sent a message to my primary care provider and I said, Hey, um, I feel like I've been kind of off lately and I feel like I've had some like depressive symptoms. So just wondering if like I could get some blood work done. Cause I'm like, maybe like something's off with my hormones or maybe it's my thyroid or maybe it's vitamins, like who knows? So, um, they were like, we'd like to see you. And I'm like, Oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and, okay. So I ended up going the next day. And I saw the NP and she's like, and they had sent me the anxiety survey uh, the day before. So I filled it out and I sent it back and I was like, this doesn't really relate to me. Like, I'm not really feeling it. So uh, the nurse or the MA, when I got there, she's like, okay, you did the anxiety one. Did they send you the depression one? I go, they didn't. And I thought that was weird. She goes, yeah, they should have done that. She goes, so we'll just do it now. I go, okay. She goes, just a heads up. It might make you more depressed. I'm like, give it to me. I'm ready. So like the first question is, and it's like a Likert scale. So it's like, um, one is not at all, or five is every day. And then you go in between and she's like, of the last 14 days, how many days have you felt like not being around people or doing anything? <laughs> I'm like, Oh, every day, every day. <laughs> So she's going through and I'm answering like everything. Every yep. Day. Check, 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 check. She goes, okay, so this tracks. <laughs> I'm like, thank God she was funny. 
So I'm like, okay. So the NP comes in and she's like, okay, so it kind of looks like you've got some depression going on. I go, that makes sense. That sounds about right. Right. And she's like, okay, so let's talk about, you know, so then she asked me if I was, um, if I was interested in like talking about medication, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. I I don't want to continue feeling like, right, right, right. So she was going through all the different medications. She was very good, very thorough, talked about her own experience with them, talked about other people's experience with them and what it should do. So ultimately we decided, um, that I would go on Prozac or a generic of Prozac. It's like fluoxetine or something. So I'm like, okay, she's like, I'm going to start you on a pediatric dose for two weeks and then you'll continue to your like double the dose and you'll stay at that dose and then we'll see. And she explained like, it might not, this might not work for you. You know, sometimes you have, it's like trial and error with these medications and stuff. And she's like, also, you're really not supposed to drink on these. And I'm like, God damn it. I had like two good days off the whole 30. I'm like, okay, here we go. Universe is trying to tell me something. So she's like, I would have one or two glasses of wine and I would be fine. She's like, but just be mindful of that. I'm like, okay. And so, um, I started it like a few days later from that. I started the medication and I did ask her, I'm like, can I still get blood work done? She's like, yes, absolutely. Let's make sure we have all of it. And she's like, hormones are hard to check because they fluctuate all the time. Right. She's like, so we don't really have like a baseline to figure it out. I'm like, okay. But in the back of my head, my thought was always, this is hormonal. Like it's just been in the back of my head. So I did everything she wanted me to. All of my blood work came back normal except for my creatine was a little high, mainly because I'd been eating so much fucking protein on the whole 30. I'm like, we're going to assume we're fine here. (laughs) So, but for a hot minute, I was like, oh my God, that's kidney function. I only have one kidney. So naturally I'm texting all my friends to keep their kidneys on hold for me. (laughs) So it's fine though. So then, um, I contacted my OBGYN. I said, Hey, I was recently diagnosed with depression. I just want to make sure I'm checking all these boxes here. Like, can I get blood work done to make sure that this is not hormonal? Yep. They sent it right away. I got the blood work right away. I'm basically BFFs with quest diagnostics at this point. Yeah. So got that blood work done too. So in the meantime, I've started this medication. I'm now like four weeks into it and it has helped tremendously. Oh, good. Yeah. Like I definitely, I notice, I think it's helping me be a better mother because I'm not reacting so much to the kids. Right. And I'm like able to like take that pause before I react to anything. And it is super helpful. However, I still don't want to do anything. (laughs) I still don't want to get out of bed. And my brain fog is like bananas. Right. So I'm a big believer that, and this is my human design. And we talk about human design. It's like, um, like next level astrology really, but like things have to come to me. I can't go searching for things. And so in the back of my head, I'm getting my hormone, um, uh, levels tested and stuff. And so the, that comes back and I'm looking at it. And then when you get your hormone, hormone levels tested, it's FSH 
something and then estradol, I think it's called. So there's four levels to everything. And in every single one, I was in um, the postmenopausal level. And I was like, what? Like, I don't understand this. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, what does this even mean? Like, oh my God, did I go through menopause? Like <laughs> all this stuff. So yeah, also super if, confusing. Yeah, it was super confusing. So there are, I'm going to show you this. Oh, that's not what I wanted because I can't even see that. Um, but so FSH, LH and estradiol. Oh my God. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. So you can see here it's fo fo follicular phase. That was a really hard word to say. Mid-cycle peak, luteal phase, and then postmenopausal. Oh, so it okay. goes into three. Now, typically, oh. yep. So typically when you get your blood work done, you should be on day three of right. your cycle. I was on like day five or six. So I don't know if that makes a difference. I also don't know. I have an IUD in, so I don't know if that makes a difference as well. So I feel like I'm a fairly educated person, but for some reason when I'm in the doctor's office, I'm like, okay. And I don't ask any questions. I'm right. like, why do I do that? And then as soon as you get in your car, you think of 10, you should ask. 1000%. So like all of my levels are super weird and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know what this means. So my OBGYN calls and the nurse was like, you are not in menopause. I go, oh, okay. So like, we don't, we don't know. Is there anything that like happens before that? Maybe like, what do these numbers mean? Yeah. And they weren't really clear on anything. So I'm like, okay. Also, I could have asked better questions. Like, I wish they just would have been, this is not my specialty, right? But so, I also will say as someone who's gone through some serious hormone things lately. Yeah. It is also not theirs. Yeah. <laughs> 1000% faith, which is what brings me to this. Which I've been paying out of pocket since November yeah. for my hormone therapy. Yeah. Yes. So as I'm going through this, I have this and I'm trying also very hard to also really listen to my intuition because yeah. I feel like I'm not allowing myself to. I'm just letting people dictate things. And like I said, in the back of my head, I'm like, this is hormonal. This is it's not I've never been diagnosed with depression or anxiety in my life. And when you came to me, I kind of said the same thing. Yes. Yeah. I just was like, listen, I'm not saying that that's incorrect. I'm just saying, look at other options because yes. as your best friend, yeah. you are not someone I would ever consider depressed. Not to say you're not right. going through something or going through depression. Right. But I just was like, I feel like you should also look into alternative things because I know mm -hmm. what my hormones did to me. Yes. So that was the first, that was the beginning of right. Everything. Like stuff coming to me. Right. So a few weeks later, my friend Liz was like, Hey, what do you know about menopause? I'm like, why are you asking me this? she's like, oh, I'm doing stuff through work and you know so much about like certain health things. So I thought maybe you might know something. I go, I don't, but this is interesting that we're having this conversation. So we start talking yeah. and we start talking about perimenopause Yeah, and how nobody talks about perimenopause. Yeah. So perimenopause is essentially the, um, the phase that women go through before they hit menopause and it can last from 
three to 10 years. And it can start as early as your mid thirties. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about this. So oftentimes the symptoms of perimenopause are anxiety, depression, uh, change of mood, change of sex drive, uh, issues with brain fog, like real issues with brain fog, but you are technically not in menopause until you have not had your period for 12 months. Mm -hmm. But there's this whole section of time before that, Mm -hmm. that I had no idea about. So I'm perimenopausal. So am I. Yeah. I'm totally. Because of my surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So I, all of a sudden, because our phones know everything, I'm getting all of these things about perimenopause, right? On social media. And I'm like, because I have a public health background, I'm very much like, I'm not going to believe this. I want to see the science behind it. Right. So I'm like looking into all this stuff. So Oprah recently did a panel with Maria Shriver, Drew Barrymore, and two female uh, doctors. I think they were both OBGYNs. But once they specialize in like older care essentially for women and talked about this entire thing. So Drew Barrymore is not that much older than me. Right. And we're, they were talking about perimenopause. And then these women in the audience were telling their stories. And one woman's like, I was diagnosed with anxiety. I'd never had an issue with anxiety before that. And nobody like, I was just put on medication. Like nobody even asked me if it was perimenopause. There's so it's like the least amount of medical research research has gone into female issues. Yes, exactly. And women go through 30% of our lives are menopause. Mm -hmm. 30% of our lives Mm -hmm. are menopause. Like, and I mean, you look at all of these and Liz has been like a wonderful source of information for me. Yeah. She is like, and then we've been talking to me and asked me who my doctor was. Yeah. She yeah. was asking me because she knew I was going through hormone therapy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, can you send me your practice? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Just don't talk about my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be. HIPAA. They're still HIPAA. So um, a friend of mine had, so I've been trying to like, I'm utilizing my network here. I'm yeah. like, who has people you can send me to? Yeah. So a friend of mine has someone that uh, she recommended in the North Towns and she's like, contact her. She's awesome. And they're also, um, uh, primary care concierge, I think it's called. Oh, nice. So insurance covers it. That's huge. Yes. Mine is not covered. Yes. So I'm going there in June, but I had emailed her and I'm like, Hey, so here's the thing. Like, here's what's going on. I do not have a history of this. I just want to make sure like I am 1000% if this is what's going on, then this is what's going on. Like, right, I don't right. want this to sound like I'm refusing to accept a mental health diagnosis. Sure. Because number one, I was self-aware enough to know that something was wrong. Right. And I needed help. Right. So if I need to be on this medication, then I will absolutely stay on this medication. Right. But if this is something that is related to perimenopause or it's hormone related, right. then I want to make sure I'm treating the root here. Yes. I want to treat the root problem, not slap a Band-Aid on it. Right. Which is what the medical profession does. 1,000%. Yeah. 1,000%. So do you know that when I had my hysterectomy, mm-hmm. it was not, I mean, I love my doctor, but it was not my doctor who recommended me going to hormone therapy. It was not anyone that was like, you know, in the ER doing this. No one, no one. Mm-hmm. 
It was my clients mm-hmm. who came out of the woodwork like little angels. Yeah. And said, are they taking your ovaries? I said, yeah. They said, do you have a hormone therapist? I go, no. Do I need one? They're like, if you don't get one now to get your baseline hormone levels tested before your surgery, you are going to be in deep trouble. So then I started talking to my doctor about hormones. I said, well, what's the plan for after I have the hysterectomy? Mm-hmm. What do I do for they want to put you on like birth control. Yeah. And I'm like, but I had everything removed. Like, and then everyone I've talked to, it takes them about two to five years to figure their hormone stuff out, working with their OB. Mm. Mine was a real fucking roller coaster in a very quick amount of time of highs and lows. Mm-hmm. But after about five months, they got my hormones regulated. And that was the first time I went, which I think I told you, they took 27 vials of blood. Jesus. I mean, they do not fuck around. Yeah. They are like, we have to get you help now. Yeah. And I have, it's, what is crazy is now people know my history because I'm pretty open about it. If you knew how many of my clients under the age of 40 either are going to have to have hysterectomies, are perimenopausal, mm-hmm. or have hormone therapists, it's like there's a whole network of women that nobody talks about it, but there needs to be a huge amount of support Yeah, because when I was going through it and I did have a lot of support from clients and stuff. I mean, I was telling Anna, Brian and Alex, I'm like, I'm out of my fucking mind. I'm sorry. I have no control. I am high and I am low and I'm Mm -hmm. just sorry. And I'm going to be a little fucking crazy for a while Yeah, because you have absolutely no control. And I said, the only way I can describe it was for about four months of my life, I felt like a passenger in my body. I felt like my body was doing things. I had zero control of it. And as you know, for me, a control freak, Mm. that was the most debilitating Mm. and frustrating way I have ever felt in my own body. Yeah. You know, so it's really hard. And, you know, the education is out there if you search for it. Oh, my God. But like I have learned in all of this with with that and with my back and with Mm -hmm. so many things. Unfortunately, I'm finding in a lot of cases that if you want good medical care, you're paying out of pocket. Right. It doesn't even matter what your insurance is. Or I'm glad you found someone who's covered by insurance. I know. Because like, honestly, and I found out so much information. I was getting hormone shots um, and those aren't covered. And I talked to so many women who are like, oh, that's not covered. This isn't covered. Pellets aren't covered. Like there's so much that is like not covered by your insurance in hormones as well. You know what is covered? And shout out to uh, Elizabeth Gibson who gave me this information. Every single erectile dysfunction pill made is covered. Do you know how the percentage of men who actually need that? It's like 19%. Yeah. Yeah. Every woman yeah, would have menopause. 100% of women are going to hit perimenopause and menopause. Yep. Like, are you? Yeah. What yeah. is happening? Yeah. This is why it's I'm like an so attack dis- on the female body. It, I mean, and how many of those can we handle in one calendar year, yeah. really, to be honest? So like, it's frustrating because yeah. I'm not someone who's doing anything like... I'm I'm just trying to stay alive and healthy. Yeah. And I need these hormones for my body to function because I don't want to be in my 30s and go through full menopause. Yeah. So right now the hormones I'm having essentially is keeping my body in perimenopause and postponing menopause because they don't want my body to actually go through menopause till yeah. I'm in my 40s. Ugh. Um, But like, yeah, so I'm just going to be in perimenopause for like five to 10 years. 
Yeah. Which and that's is just what they want. You know, that's, that's the best they can do. I don't have any hormones being produced in my body. Right. So it's, but what's crazy is how many women are out there going through it, going through it and trying to navigate it and own. not even understanding. Yeah. Like we are educated women. We have a huge network of people who can help us with this stuff. Right. And I still feel like what is happening right now? Like, yeah. why is this so hard? And how why the aren't hell our doctors are under- telling us? And how the hell are underserved people supposed to find this out? Oh my God. Absolutely. And I like truly have been paying for between appointments, between paying for all of the things I need, paying for the hormones. Yeah. So from November until literally the end of March, I've been paying $150 to $300 out of pocket for my hormone therapy. Um, a month. And I've, no, a week. Oh my God. A month would have been a dream. Oh my God. But you also could have had a friggin' Tesla too. Like what the frick? It's like, you're working a lot. I'm like, why do you think I'm fucking working? Oh I had God. to for my own, to pay for my own health care. Unbelievable. So, I mean, that's why I was doing it. I mean, now I'm on a program. They're working with my OB Things are covered finally because they have the right dosage. So they pretty much had to tell like this is what I will say because I do love my OB and she's wonderful. Mm -hmm. She is now working with my hormone therapist and was super open to it. And when I kind of talked to her about it, she's like, I have to apologize. I don't really get as much education as I need on hormones, but not because I don't want it because it's not out there. Yeah. And she was very open. She's like, but if you have, if you're going to someone and they tell you this, if we can run it through our office Mm -hmm. and that way you can have it covered by insurance, we'll do that. And I couldn't until now. So now it is covered by insurance. And my doctor, my OB is more than willing to work with my hormone therapist. And it really isn't like a, it's not a, a, it's not her. Like you said, it's um, the whole medical American medical society as a whole of really not providing even our doctors mm-hmm. with the education that yeah. they need to help us manage our hormones. Yeah. Like hormones and OB should go hand in hand. You see OB is like always going hand in hand with GYN. Like mm-hmm. that's just, okay, those are together. Well, not everybody that is going to uh, OB is having a baby. Right. Some of us are just trying to live. Yeah. And some of us need hormones. Some of us just trying to get STD tested. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, there needs to be that other, there's a whole nother side to women's health that pertains specifically to our female parts yep. that should be provided by our OBGYN and mm-hmm. they're not getting the resources to provide that for us. The problem is not the doctors. The problem is from the way top down. And- like everything else. Yeah. And even if you go to an endocrinologist, you can't go unless you get some kind of referral. Who's going to refer you? And I know it took me to get like six months before I could get into a good endocrinologist. It's, it's so frustrating. Yeah. It is really frustrating. If you, I mean, obviously our major demographic here is women and you're all around our ages. (laughs) So just know like, Listen to your intuition. If you know something is wrong with you or something is happening to your body, listen to that and honor that and just speak up for yourselves. Gut angels or gut gut instincts are guardian angels. Yes. I always say that, not gut angels, but they are gut angels. <laughs> gut angels works too. Gut angels works. I like gut <laughs> angels actually. Gut instincts it sounds are like guardian a gang. angels. Gut angels. <laughs> 
<laughs> when your gut angels come calling for you, yeah. you answer the call. You know what I want to know? I want to know where's the book on this? I know. For like, are you still there, God? It's perimenopausal <laughs> Margaret. What's going on? What is happening? She goes by Margie. <laughs> it's she Max. Goes by Margie it's Max. Maybe that's the book you write. I know. For real. <laughs> Jesus. I still I'm see doing... that in your future. Maybe oh, that's the one you 100%. write. 100%. Then when you go on your book tour, meet Chris Evans, because you're both guests at the same show. Yeah, it seems like he would really be into a book tour about Perry No, Menopause. you're on, like, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon talking about your oh, famous book, and he's the other guest. Got it. Got it. Putting it out there. Yes. I like that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So I'm going to switch topics to something like slightly happier. Yeah. Let's end it on a good note. Good well, idea. I didn't say this was a good note. Oh, <laughs> just, actually, now that we just talked about the American Medical Society, Ugh. I'm about to take down church. I so guess this we is can be a good note. <laughs> this is great. We're just going to burn all the bridges. So, you know, you guys know Anna and I both grew up in very Catholic religious households, right? Sure did. And I... <laughs> Taking down the church and the medical system. All in one fell swoop. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so this is not technically my wait what. This is something that happened to a very good friend of mine and she shared it with me and I was like, can you please share this on my podcast? Oh my God, I love this. So recently she had a death in the family and mm -hmm. they had a funeral and mm -hmm. it had been a very long time since she had gone to church and she, it was in a Catholic church and she's like, you know, I was sitting in church and I was feeling like, you know, I should go to church more. You know, I should do this. This is nice. This is a community. This is nice. She said that the, the priest's entire homily was like, everyone is welcome here. Everyone should come here. Like, this is a place of, like, refuge and safety and all this whatever, you know? She was in a Catholic church? Uh, she was in a Catholic church. So she, well, don't worry. You'll see how in about one second. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was, like, starting to feel this, like, yeah, I really should, like, get back to my roots. And, like, maybe I should go to church more, you know? And I think when you think of death, it makes you think of what happens after, right? And then yeah. you start thinking about what you believe in. And she so she goes up to receive communion. And if you are not Catholic, when they give you the body of Christ, the host, mm -hmm. the bread, you say, amen. You, you take, you say, amen. And then they give you the host and you take it. And sometimes you, the side of the cross, sometimes you just, whatever. So she goes up and she goes, I was a little nervous because it's been a long time since I had received communion. <laughs> and the priest goes, body of Christ. And she goes, mm-hmm, like just kind of like pleasantly. <laughs> and in front of everyone, he goes, no, that's not what you say. <gasps> and she goes, her whole face turned red. And she's like, um, and she goes, Faith, for the life of me, I could. And she's someone that actually has anxiety. Oh, my she's God. She's like, I couldn't think of the words. Do I say, like, she literally was like, do I do the sign of the cross? Like, she was like, I got so stumped because he was so nasty oh my god and she was like um um he's like do you wish to receive the body of christ today oh my god and she was like uh yes and she's like amen and he goes there you go <gasps> and he gave it to her and she walked away and i was like this is why everybody leaves the <laughs> church don't shame the me. Fuck? You sit here and say we don't judge anyone. You're all welcome here. Oh but if you God. don't say the right words, get the fuck out of here. 
he embarrassed her. He, she's like, oh my, my God. The people heard her. Like, and of course they stand right in the front. So everyone in the front rows heard him. Oh my. And like, it's not like you're at Sunday mass. You're at a funeral. And she also didn't say yell out. She was just like kind of nodding. Like mm-hmm. when he was like body cry, she's like smiling and nodding. Like she didn't realize she had to be like, amen. Oh my God. Like, yeah. So like she literally was like, I felt so shunned in church. And I was like, well, this is why. For the real. Catholic faith is if they don't learn to evolve, like you can't say you're welcome, but get your shit together. Like how I was like, this is why they lose people. This is why oh they lose God. people. That's... This is why everybody is going to like the church down the road where the priests can get married. They're all super hot and young. They have like cool sister at choruses. Happening. Where, wait, where's this church? That's like down the road. The I one with the hub. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a hot guy on stage. His hot wife is up there. They're beautiful kids. They are talking about how hard marriage is and life is, but God be with you. And they're like, like modern day preachers. Like the guy that married Justin Bieber. They're all like these hot, like, you know, (laughs) that's your, they are. They're like my main man, JC guiding me through life today. Oh my God. You know? And they're like, but they have the right message. Like, That's why the Catholic church is losing like parishioners to churches like this that have evolved and have like allowed their congregation to evolve. And Mm -hmm. the people who are spreading God's word evolve, right? You know, they're still have the same message, but like, they're not so concerned about the, the script. Right. Oh my God. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah. I don't have even like rock concerts at that church. Oh no, I, I'm well aware of that. Yeah, yes. yeah. I just can't believe she was shamed by that guy at church. At yeah, like in I was front like, of everybody. So you had Catholic guilt in a Catholic church. Yeah. Oh, well. And I was like, again, that tracks. Yeah, and she's like, and this completely confirmed why I no longer go to church. Yeah. And I was like, you know, part of me makes me sad because I'm like, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. But, exactly. I mean, come on, Ugh. get it together for real. Get it together, Catholic <laughs> Church. My mom's never listening to our podcast <laughs> I know. again. Nor are some of, although I'm pretty confident that most of our listeners are not parishioners. I'm all about religion, but I feel like your one basic rule is like all are welcome. And then you make fun of someone. Yeah. And then you literally shame someone. Yeah. Like that's not right. Yeah. No. <sighs> Ooh, I could start my own church, actually. You could. I am. And then have packets for perimenopausal in the back. <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> Can I start a perimenopausal church? That would be amazing. You could have some crazy ass bitches up Oh, up my there. God. It'd be amazing. <laughs> it would be amazing. As long as I don't do any of their hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, we come full circle. Here it is. Full circle moment here. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, thank you. This was a real <laughs> a roller coaster. I know, real roller coaster. It was. Yeah. It was mostly funny, though, I it feel was, like. Yeah, yeah. And then informative. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> We're just keeping it going here, guys. I just keep spitting all over the place. Well, I'm sorry. it's okay. I just spit at my microphone. Yeah. It's actually disintegrated because of it. <laughs> it's so, so it's, funny. It's fine. All right, guys. Well, make sure you guys follow us, like us. 
you know, troll us. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go with it. Go with it. Go on all of the e-news sites and find <laughs> face comments and troll her there. Follow all of your gut angels. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. May the Lord guide you <laughs> and not shame you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.